Hi friends, welcome back to Weaving Wisdom. Today I want to talk about the spiritual community and the the conversations that are presently happening around ascension and this this expression about vibrations, low vibrations versus high vibrations and this idea that in the process of ascension or in the process of evolution that we somehow are going to outgrow or leave behind low vibrational frequencies and in exchange for choosing to be in a high vibrational frequency all the time. And I understand the pathway of communication that is being presented. I understand how the English language can only say so much about what it is that people that are channeling in this information are trying to translate. And I think we're doing we're doing the human experience a disservice by expressing that low vibrational energy is bad and high vibrational energy is good because i am i'm of the understanding in myself that your harmonic frequency is the ideal frequency meaning your wholeness all the pieces of you your divine blueprint, like all the ways in which your unique expression of God source energy is moving through your instrument, your beingness, your humanness. That is your harmonic frequency. That is precisely what you're here to bring to the, to the realm of earth. So when I look at it that way, my harmonic frequency doesn't only consist of high vibrational energy. It also has density. It also has contrast. There are plenty of quote unquote, low vibrational um, experiences and navigations and feelings that I experience as myself that are woven into my harmonic frequency. It's what creates the harmony. It's what creates this unique expression of me is all the different experiences and emotions, the feelings, the energetic imprints that move through my instrument. All of them together weave a song that is my expression. That's my harmony. That's my individual frequency. The resonance that attracts what it is that's that's suitable for me in this experience and also feeds my reality in a way that is organically unique. And so my point in saying this is that I don't think it's okay. In fact, I don't want to promote ever that we need to only aim to be in high vibrational quote unquote thoughts or experiences or emotions. I, in fact, feel that it is more powerful to have your stability live in your harmonic frequency, right? Like your baseline is in your harmony, meaning that you're able to and you're inviting of the layered experience of your reality and 
you allow yourself to move through the spectrum of emotion, the spectrum of feeling, and the spectrum of energetic frequency throughout your daily experience. I don't know about you, but as a human, I find that I face various different feelings all day long, and they come in very layered expressions, meaning I could be communicating with somebody who I care about deeply, go from feeling frustrated by some level of miscommunication or limitation in each of our capacities to connect on a deep level while also feeling immense love for somebody and extreme appreciation while also feeling humor and laughing while also feeling playful and then coming to a space of feeling warm and a sense of adoration that exists between us and that could just be with a friend of mine I could feel that with you know some sort of acquaintance that I have that I find extremely challenging to engage with. However, at the same time, I can look at that being, look at that person, understand they're having their own unique experience, see the beauty in the way in which they are navigating that experience, though it doesn't resonate with me, though I don't want to engage with it on a deep level, though I am in my discernment and have my boundaries with certain people based on the fact that there is a mismatch in resonance I can also appreciate their experience and find myself in a state of adoration and love for them in a healthy way. So I just don't believe that we have to be constantly in a state of monitoring and um, manipulating our experience here. Like there's all this chit chat about abundance and manifestation and how in order to do that like you have to be you have to be in your highest vibe you have to be attract something as if you already have it you have like there's all this conversation that sort of eliminates the reality of being human which is I'm going to I'm still going to be able to manifest what it is that's aligned with me If I'm living in my harmonic frequency, like if I'm choosing every day to really allow myself to be whole in my humanness and allow myself to be in my harmonic frequency, I'm always going to be able to attract what it is that I need, meaning I'm always going to be in a state of receptivity for what is divinely aligned for me. That's a choice I'm making, but I'm not choosing that in opposition with being human. I'm not going to pretend that I can't have a sad moment or I can't have an angry moment or I can't have a sorrow moment or I can't be in a little bit of a depression for five days and that's somehow going to fully disrupt my ability to receive what it is that I need and receive what it is I desire in this experience. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. So my reasoning for bringing this forward is that I've listened to a lot of different podcasts and I'm noticing that that's a consistent conversation about having high vibrational thoughts and and have making sure you're in high vibrational energy and clearing your energetic field and I do 100% endorse these practices and rituals as ways to tend to your being and 
and really nurture your attunement, right? This feeds all of the grounding points that I'm speaking of. In, in a state of devotion and in a state of willingness, we're showing up for ourselves every day. And if there is something that we desire to create or co-create or cultivate in this world, we're going to give energy to that on a daily basis. And we want to show up in giving that energy, the consistency of our energy, it does matter. It matters how we show up into that space. And it does not mean that we will not be able to be in our devotion if we have a low moment or if we have a dense moment or if we meet ourselves in an edge or in a trigger and we stay in that trigger for a little bit. We loop around for however much time we need to in order to navigate through what's coming up. That's not going to derail our ability to show up in devotion on a deeper level. In fact, that might be part of our devotion. Our pathway of devotion might mean that we get to meet ourselves in the density, that we get to express and explore the quote-unquote low vibrational energies that we carry. And that might be part of the process of devotion. And in our receptivity, is it not being receptive to allow those truths that we carry those low those low vibrational energies to emerge and express themselves and move through like does it have to be a high low is i guess my question about this do we have to look at it from a high low perspective and if we are looking at it from a high low perspective can we appreciate the value of the low energy just as much as we appreciate the value of the high energy and can we find the harmonic beauty of when those energies converge to create your reality in any given moment. Because I can guarantee that most people, even in their, in their quote-unquote highest, are also carrying things that are dense, carrying thoughts that are dense, or are living through imprints or patterns from their past that continue to they continue to hold a quote-unquote low vibrational experience. And I don't think that's wrong. And so this also comes into the conversation about discernment and our boundaries. And it's like, we are always going to face these things. We are always going to be working with our shadow and our light. And the discernment is the ability to acknowledge and understand through the communication of the shadow and the light, through the allowing of those energies to present themselves, through the experience of the emotional imprints and the feelings that are moving in and through us, that is what feeds our discernment. That's what helps us understand what it is that we need and what is a match for us energetically in a present moment? What are the desires that we are magnetizing? What is it that we are manifesting? All the pieces come into play for this experience. And challenge is not something we get to eliminate. Mistakes are not something that we get to eliminate. We are human. We are human and we are consistently coming up against the limitations of this embodied walk. That's part of why we came into these bodies, right? Because if you think about the the multidimensional reality and the expansion of our soul. So when we leave our bodies, what happens? We we sort of 
uh, expand into the immensity and into the infinity. And I believe we have access to various realms and I can't even begin to put into words what occurs when that transition happens. What I do know and what I will attempt to translate is coming into this body, we are coming into limitation and we're coming into that on purpose. We're choosing to be in a body. We're choosing to be in a limited form that is perceived as separate from the whole because it individualizes our experience and gives us a specific lens through source energy. We have a specific lens. We have a primal blueprint. We have an essence. We have a harmonic frequency. We come into these bodies and we build upon our perception from the very beginning, from the first imprint of coming into the womb, we start building perception. And that perceptual lens changes and morphs and grows and flexes and adapts throughout our entire experience of life. Therefore, it always remains and maintains its uniqueness because we are, we are experiencing from our lens and that lens continues to be built upon. So there's no and there's not even one other person that's going to fully know what it means to be in our experience. And that's the beauty of this earth walk. And in order to actually maintain that, we have to have the flexibility of density and light. We have to have the flexibility of having high and low vibrations. We have to meet edges. We have to meet resistances. We get to make mistakes. We have to feel grief. We have to be angry. We have to be happy. We have to be in euphoria and, and orgasmic energy. And we also need to be in the depths of sorrow and darkness. Like these are all part of the contrast of this experience, which is the beauty of this experience. It's part of why we come here. So all that to say, I do feel that we are doing the human experience a disservice by focusing primarily on high vibrational energy and not inviting in the honoring of the spectrum of vibration within our energy, the spectrum of vibration within our emotions. That is actually where the nuance lives. That's where most of the questions come up. That's where most of the curiosity and discovery can exist is in the in-betweens of all of this, in the infinity of all of the feeling, in the void spaces of our experience, in the openings that we that we invite in when we allow ourselves to move through the wholeness of our emotions or the wholeness of our feelings or the wholeness of our energetic blueprint. There are so many invitations to explore what we, like essentially to explore how we have the choice to respond to reality based on the feedback that we're receiving, based on the holographic reality morphing and changing as we morph and change. It's a really powerful, it's a really powerful experience to be here on earth. And I feel it's important that we embrace all aspects of that powerful experience and honor all the energetic, the basically the balance of the energy which doesn't mean I'm saying we need to be in balance all the time. I think that is also a really silly, 
it's a really silly approach to perfection and it's not realistic. I think we can find a baseline that we can build from, but even that baseline will continue to grow and change as we grow and change. So I want to now focus a little bit on what it means to tend to the light and what it means to tend to the shadow, what it means to tend to the quote unquote high vibration and what it means to tend to the low vibration and how there's, there's actually high and low in each of these spaces. So when we're talking about tending to the light, so when I think of the light realm and I think of the multidimensional access, the various realms that we have access to, I believe our soul is, is alive in all the realms meaning I feel confident that there are facets of my soul that are existing in, in the infinity and my soul has access to all of its wholeness. And so me and my human body, when I can tune in with my quote-unquote higher self, which is what it's languaged as, that to me lives in this light realm and has access to various dimensions. And that me has a an expanse of understanding. And so tuning in with that is very supportive to understand the bigger picture of the expanse of the experience, hence tuning in with the light realm, along with angels and spirit guides and um, ascended masters and archetypal energies and benevolent loving beings that are here to support us. All of that in the light realm is really valuable to tune in with. And I do feel that it's important when we're tuning in with that to have a clear channel. So to come into a space and have tools to really bring yourself into that center point field, to bring yourself into the heart space, into the center point field, into the convergence point and kind of release all the densities so that you can be in a state of receptivity in the clearest way. And I think tending to your energy and being responsible for your energy and doing that as a practice on a daily basis is very valuable and very important because it helps to maintain your receptive ability. It helps to maintain your relationship with these other realms. So it's very important to tend to those quote unquote high vibrational energies and to really incorporate those into your reality on a regular basis, specifically if you function as a channel, if that's part of your gift in this world is to be a channel, is to be a creative force, is to be a, a psychic translator, to have information streaming through you and expressing through your body and your being and your creative force. It's very important to keep these channels clear to tend to these channels, and to nurture that high vibrational energy. And at the same time, when we move to the shadow realm and we really flip and go into the underworld, there is a whole different experience down there. Like the density is actually, um, it's palpable and it's really, it tastes good. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that it feels pleasurable to be in there because it activates all of your sensory awareness as a being, as a human. Like the density, when you step into the underworld, you you can feel the emotions on a 
deeper level. You get into the roots of things. You can feel what's coming up against your body, right? Like you can feel the the densities touching you. When you're in the light realm, it's sort of a blast out into the expanse. And you can begin to taste what it means to be in the oneness. Whereas in the shadow realm, I think you get more you get more access to the um this specific dimensional experience, which is a little bit more, um, man, it's hard to find words for these things. The density feels more tactile. So when you're down in the shadow realm, like the emotions that you encounter and the feelings that you encounter, they have a richness to them that can feel really powerful. And this is why I find the shadow realm is a portal of transformation. Like the shadow realm holds all of these gateways for us to evolve and transform. And the wisdom in the shadow realm has more, it has a richer flavor to it, right? Like it has so much nuance in it. And that nuance is part of what creates this beautiful song that moves through your being because it's where all the edges are. It's where all the density is. It's where, like, when I think of dancing, I think of the shadow realm. Like, I'm I'm feeling like it's a blend of the shadow and the embodiment for sure. And in the shadow realm, like, the dancing, that fire, that's where the flames of transformation happen. It's a really powerful place to be. So I don't ever want to condemn my quote-unquote lower vibrations like I don't want to condemn my my fearful thoughts or my anger or my sadness or any of the rejections or abandonments or shames or guilts that I've carried or regrets I think all of those are valuable energetics they're valuable frequencies for me to dance with for me to acknowledge for me to feel and experience do I need to loop them in a way that keeps me in limitation or keeps me stuck no I think that is where the shift happens in the same way that we tend to the light realm to keep the channels clear we tend to the shadow realm to to allow for movement to happen right like I want there to be a space for my sorrow to be in its sorrow without it feeling trapped in sorrow. So no cages need to be in the shadow realm. It needs to be as free moving as the light realm. And there needs to be spaciousness and allowance for all that's living in that space. There needs to be an invitation for all that's living in that space to have momentum, to have movement, to have expression, to have the ability to be in wholeness. When we think about art, right? Take a take a look at like badass art. There's so much emotion in it and a lot of art comes from the experience of pain or density or challenge uh or grief or sorrow or love and love in itself is another all-encompassing invitation for various kinds of feelings to occur. So, when we begin to notice that like dancing, art, writing, even 
TV shows, movies, more modern creations of more more modern modern expressions of creativity, they encompass depth and feeling and emotion and challenge and pain and resistance. And I think all of that really helps to encompass the whole of the human experience. So I don't want you or anybody to condemn their quote unquote low vibrational energy. I don't want anybody to think that they're going to be wrong or cut off from their manifestations or lose access to abundance or like whatever the fuck. I don't want anybody to think that if they have a low moment in that low moment last month that their life is ruined and they don't have access to the light realm or manifestations to arrive or for their ability to create the world they desire to be diminished because they have an experience of being human. That to me makes zero sense. And in fact, I think the most beautiful worlds that we can create here on earth, the most powerful potent expressions of this earth realm are going to come through our ability to weave the wholeness into it and to do that from a state of harmony to do that from our own harmony right so being able to allow for the spectrum of feeling and the spectrum of emotion to exist and to create an environment where that's welcome where that isn't dangerous, where that isn't, um, where that isn't going to cause some sort of exile or some sort of rejection or some sense of feeling like you don't belong. Your home, your sanctuary, the world that you create for yourself, the people that are in your world, the, the work that you choose to do in this world should allow for all of you to be present. Now, this doesn't mean that you get to go behave in a way that um, how do I want to say this? <laughs> As we learn to allow our shadow and our light to dance together and for our harmonic frequency to become our baseline of existence, we also learn the layers of responsibility. Having your shadowy energy, having your dense energy exist and be felt and be expressed through you isn't a permission slip to be a complete asshole, nor is it a permission slip for you to behave in ways that projects your bullshit upon the people around you. And this is where I think like it gets muddy because we were not taught relational dynamics that honor the whole. We were not taught relational dynamics that allow for clear communication and loving acceptance on an emotional level. We weren't really taught how to handle emotion in others or how to hold space for other people or how to be in a state of trust with our, uh, our family unit in an extensive way. A lot of us really met with a lot of trauma within our primary home, with, with our primary caregivers, and within our family unit, and then within our community. So what we learned from our emergence into this world all the way to our present moment, we learned a lot of mistrust. We learned a lot of unsafety. We learned a lot of manipulation. We learned a lot of control. 
We learned a lot of ways to suppress our truth so that we can, we can maneuver the systems that are in place. We didn't learn how to innately co-create with a large unit of other people. So I feel like our primal blueprint back in more tribal times and who knows, possibly in like the more extensive quote unquote lost civilizations of human from way, way, way long ago, I presume, I don't know these things for sure, but my presumption is that based on the fact that we lived in these tribal communities, it was almost innate that we understood relational dynamics and everyone learned how to hold space for each other, how to allow for emotions to occur, how to tend to one another, how to have various uh, relationships within the tribe that met differing needs. And almost everyone, I would say probably everybody, had a primary relationship with source and a primary relationship with nature that allowed for transmutation of energy and the transformation and evolution of our journey to occur in our greater environment. We're cut off from nature in our present iteration of humanity. Most cultures are cut off from nature. We are cut off from our relational dynamics that are healthy. That happens, like I said, from the beginning of our emergence into this world on. And because of that, we don't really have safe spaces that we have cultivated individually to communicate with source and to allow nature to hold space and transmute the energy that's occurring within us. And so we then place that dependency like where once upon a time we were in an interdependent relationship with nature in that way, nature can hold the space. Nature is not offended by our feelings. Nature is not trying to prevent us from having our feelings. We are not being destructive to nature when we are having our feelings. But because we do not create those safe spaces for ourselves anymore, we now bring that to our relational dynamics. And our relational dynamics have diminished in a sense that we don't have a, a tribe of people that have various, um, various ways in which individuals can hold space for us or meet us in certain energies. No, we have these little nuclear families where most of the time we have one other person that we are expecting to be nature for us, that we are expecting to be able to hold and transmute our energy, to be able to help us when we're navigating something. And because our relationship with nature and our relationships with source are so limited in this present expression of our humanness, we are really challenged in our ability to be in receptivity with each other. And we don't really have any beautiful examples of how to be in a space holding position without taking offense or without personalizing what somebody is navigating or without imposing our will upon others. Like it is a, it's a lovely thing when you meet somebody that has the ability to be grounded and hold space for you without taking on your shit or projecting their shit onto you. It's not, that's like, it's a rare thing these days, but I think that was a natural thing for us. That was a natural dynamic fluency that we had in our primal blueprint. And that's what I hope we're moving into resurrecting. Uh, and I do think that will take time, of course. 
but it begins with us creating that fluency within ourselves. So this is all coming back to us beginning to rebuild our relationship with our own internal landscape. For us to build a relationship with nature and source, let's begin there and become inclusive with all the facets of our being. If we don't allow for our anger to move through our body, if we don't allow for our sadness to be fully expressed, if we don't allow for our frustrations and our challenges to erupt through us and move through our entirety, if we don't have tools to help that energy move, if we don't have spaces and places where it's safe to just be whole, then there's no way we can expect that anybody externally could ever give that to us. There's no way we could create an environment that's going to nurture that within us if we don't have the fluency to do it within ourselves. And so I think step one is to cultivate that ability within you by developing relationship with the realms of wisdom, by developing relationship with the realm of light, with the multidimensional beings, by becoming aware that you're not alone, becoming aware that you have guides and angels and your higher self that you have access to archetypal energies and ascended masters that can help deliver wisdom through your being and, and give you perception shifts that allow you to embrace what's occurring, to develop a relationship with your shadow realm, the keeper of your shadow realm, the, the protective piece of you that holds the space for all the darkness, whether you're conscious of it or not, to be able to go into that space and, and not be afraid of it, to be able to feel your emotions without having fear debilitate you without being without feeling the the afraidness of being rejected by your own self because fuck that sucks being able to move through your embodiment realm like allowing your body the codes in your being the waters of your being allow those those morphogenic holographic energies to shift and change and allow you your body to be this vehicle that you move this energy with through crying, through emoting, through dancing, through exercising, through loving, through expressing, through vulnerability, through, through intimacy. There's so many ways our physical body, this amazing instrument, this organic instrument that we are living inside of, like it is this transmitter of all of this. So as we transmute our own energy we learn the tools, we learn the practices, we learn the rituals to take care of our energetic field, to take care of our beingness, and then to build a relationship with the realm of nature, right? To learn from nature once again, to allow that to be a source of reflection for this human experience, right? To be able to look into nature and understand the processes, the cycles, the spirals, the life and death and rebirth that we are constantly moving through inside of ourselves, in so many different facets of our being at varying stages at all times, like being able to hold that and honor it and find the beauty in it and tend to it like acknowledge that everything has a place in the ecology. How do I tend to it? How do I allow it to be where it is and what it is? How do I trust? How do I trust this process of humanness? And 
to really truly learn to be in your heart space, to converge it all into the heart space, knowing that this is the entry and exit point of our being. This is the center point field. It's the void. It's the space that holds everything. It's the convergence point. So if we can live from that space, find our baseline in the heart, learn how to bring all of that into the heart space where it's purified, where it's loved to the immensity that love can can do whatever love is so powerful I don't there are not words for me to fully describe to you what love has the power to do and be like what that what that energy actually is is so beyond our perception as humans and that's what lives in that heart space that's what's expanding from your heart field so as you learn to build a relationship with that as your baseline and bring everything there you can begin to nurture your own wholeness and in that process, in the process of really building these relationships with yourself through these realms, through these different understandings, this framework of understanding for all the energies that cultivate your reality, you then have the power to co-create a, an external reality that is nurturing to the whole, that is nurturing to nature and to the multidimensional reality and to your shadow and to your body and to your heart into your whole being. And that's the intention here is that we need to we need to start building our world from a different perception of understanding. And that begins with our own internal landscape that begins with us internally. So I think that's all I've got for today. Um, There will be a weaving wisdom guide to correlate with this with some writing and some recordings of of the channeled writings. And you are welcome to explore the one-on-one journey that I have available called Initiation. There will be links for everything in the show notes. And uh, as usual, thank you so much for showing up and listening and being curious about what I have to say. I hope this has piqued some sort of perspective shift inside of you today. And I would love to hear your feedback. I would love for you to check out the Weaving Wisdom Guide and journal with some of the questions that are coming up or listen with the channelings and see how that shifts you check out the rituals and practices that are available and if you're wanting to go even deeper there will be a weekly ritual writing practice um, podcast or video sort of like a class that is going to be posted up every week and that's a great way for you to start tuning in on a deeper level with yourself and building a practice of writing with the realms of wisdom All right, everybody, have a beautiful day, and I will talk at you soon. (laughs) Bye.